Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. UAP Report Special Edition. I am Jeremy Scott. This is Into the Parabnormal on a Thursday afternoon, January the 12th, 2023. And yes, it has happened. The 2022 UAP Report has been released by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Some background, how we got to this point. Of course, it was... Late 2020, when there was this secret or not so secret amendment that got put in the defense authorization bill that mandated Congress to meet and to meet twice a year, one of those meetings to happen in front of God and everyone, that being you and I, the taxpayers, uh, the people who put them in that position, who are accountable to us. Well, we mandated to them that you must hold a public hearing once a year. That was what happened in May of 2022. And then, of course, we we heard them, you know, dodge and and duck and cover and swerve and basically go behind closed doors for a classified briefing, which uh, Congress would have received We don't get a summary of, obviously, what happens behind closed doors, which is when the real meat potentially could be discussed. And then there's supposed to be a second report that comes out every year. This is really more of a summary. And if you looked at the report that was released in 2021, in June of that year, This is about the same length. It does, though, expand upon the reports that have been received since that point in time. So I think many of us were hoping that there would have been a report that came around the same time in 2022. Of course, we got the hearing in its place and then a closed door meeting. But there was supposed to be a second closed door meeting. And word is that that happened around the end of October. And so we're thinking in November or December, we're going to get information. Well, it took until after the holidays. Uh, I, I don't think we should should have expected anything else, actually, because we're dealing with politicians, and, you know, they need time off during the holidays. So, And, of course, they had the, the House Speaker vote that went to 15 rounds. So they've been dealing with some stuff, but nonetheless... January 12th, 2023 is when this gets dropped. So this is our second report 
the first since June of 2021. And let's dive into that because it does show quite a bit in my opinion. Office of the Director of National Intelligence 2022 Annual Report on Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. When we scroll past the table of contents, we find an executive summary which says unidentified aerial phenomena reporting is increasing, enabling a greater awareness of the airspace and increased opportunity to resolve UAP events. In addition to the 144 UAP reports covered during the 17 years of UAP reporting, including included in the Office of the Director, Director of National Intelligence, ODNI preliminary assessment, that would have been the June 2021 report, there have been 247 new reports and another uh, 119 that were either since discovered or reported after the preliminary assessment's time period. My math makes that 366. That's more than the 144 that were released initially. So we're at now 510 reports as of August 30th, 2022. So at least they're going up through August 30th of 2022. Uh, And again, we believe that the meeting happened sometime in October. So I think that's about all we can uh, expect really it's about all we can expect uh, because at least they're going current at least they're not saying well we're only going to be enter- uh, looking at the stuff from 1947 to 1966 or to 67 or whatever it uh, happens to be uh, at least they are actually looking at uh, recent reports now we can argue how seriously they are taking the investigation of these new reports Certainly, we could argue that until the cows come home. We can argue whether or not we think it is actually going to mean a lick. However, I, I will say it is it is refreshing somewhat, at least in my opinion, that they are looking at recent reports. At least they're not going way back, uh, you know, to the beginning of UFO history. And, you know, starting this charade all over again, which has been a a criticism that we have had, those of us in the in the community here that we have had over the years is that it doesn't seem like they are taking this seriously. What I have also said is that the witness needs to be a key part of this conversation. And who knows what actually happened behind closed doors, because it was behind closed doors. But if we're following the same schedule, we can uh, guess that there will be another one of these public hearings in May or June of this coming year, just based on what we have seen so far. And so if that is actually the case, I would hope... But I wouldn't hold my breath that we would actually get some witnesses involved in the hearing, that we would bring some people who have evidence, those who have already presented their evidence. Let's bring it all together. That includes uh, Bob Salas, who has made presentations on this, Stephen Bassett, and so many others. We need to have that conversation 
and it is overdue. And maybe, just maybe, we will get this. But like I said, not holding my breath. Digging further into this report, and again, we're at 510 UAP reports that they have investigated as of uh, August 30th of 2022. Let's uh, let's scroll down here to page five under uh, continued reporting and robust analysis are providing better fidelity on UAP events, but many cases remain unresolved under the category UAP reporting. The ODNI preliminary assessment on UAP discussed 144 UAP reports and had an information cutoff date of 5th of March, 2021. Since then, AARO received a total of 247 new UAP reports, an additional 119 UAP reports on events that occurred before 5th of March 2021 but were not included in the preliminary assessment have been discovered or reported after the preliminary assessment's time period. These 366 additional reports, when combined with the 144 reports identified in the preliminary assessment, bring the total to 510. So this is a summary of what we had earlier. Now, it says, of the 366 newly identified reports informed by a multi-agency process, judged more than half as exhibiting unremarkable characteristics. We're talking about clutter, only six of those. So at least clutter is not being used as a blanket uh, excuse for this. 163 characterized as balloon or balloon-like entities, which has classically been uh, an excuse more than an explanation of previous events, including the Roswell event in 1947. Oh, that's just a weather balloon. We heard that many times during the Project Blue Book investigations. 26 characterized as unmanned aerial system or UAS-like entities. So obviously technology that is just unmanned. If it's unmanned, it may be, uh, well, it's clearly operated remotely. Uh, It may be completely operated by a robot or it could be operated by the military. Who knows? But again, if you add that up, 26, 163, and 6. My quick math, that's 32 and 63. We're at 195 of the 366, so a little more than half. They're right about that, exhibiting unremarkable characteristics. Well, that leaves more than 150 that are exhibiting remarkable characteristics. Sometimes you have to read uh, into what they're not saying to actually understand what they are saying. Because what they're actually saying here is that just under half of these are exhibiting remarkable characteristics. And even though some of these are not exhibiting unremarkable characteristics, that doesn't mean that they have been resolved or identified either. 
Uh, scrolling down to the next page, flight safety concerns and health implications. It says UAP pose a safety of flight and collision hazard to air assets, potentially requiring aircraft operators to adjust flight patterns in response to their unauthorized presence in the airspace, operating outside of air traffic control standards and instruction. To date, there have been no reported collisions, which is not true, absolutely false, between U.S. aircraft and UAP. Just go back to the show we did two weeks ago. Fight in the sky with Frank Joseph and tell me that there are no documented reports of collisions. Go back to our show with Philip Mantle and Kevin Randall crash landing and tell me there have been no reported collisions. So they're flat out lying to us again. It continues, regarding health concerns, there have also been no encounters with UAP confirmed to contribute directly to adverse health-related effects to the observers. Yeah, nobody has ever reported that they have encountered radiation. Nobody has ever reported that they've been zapped. I mean, this is just another blatant lie. Nobody has reported health concerns after an encounter. Again, they are not factoring in the experience or into these, uh, this equation here. They're leaving the experiencer out. It continues acknowledging that health-related effects may appear at any time after an event occurs, but yet uh, there's been no encounters, they say, but yet they acknowledge. It says, regarding health concerns, there have been no encounters with UAP confirmed to contribute directly to adverse health-related effects to the observers, although the next sentence is acknowledging that health-related effects may appear at any time after an event occurs. So which is it? Do they acknowledge that there are adverse health-related effects, or do they, uh, do they not acknowledge whether there are adverse safety effects or not? Uh, continuing, UAP continued... Uh, to represent, continue to represent a hazard to flight safety and pose a possible adversary collision threat, something we've always said. We're not saying that these are alien craft. We are saying these are UAP, and even if they are uh, craft from another country, we need to know because they do say oppose a national security threat. If they're ours and we just don't want to let people know about that, that's another part of uh, secrecy. That is uh, going on page four, if you're looking at the the document, but it's stamped page three. And at the bottom, it says under assumptions, multiple factors affect the observation or detection of UAP, such as weather, illumination, atmospheric effects or the accurate interpretation of sensor data regarding review or analysis of UAP events. ODNI and AARO operate under the assumption that UAP reports are derived from the observer's accurate recollection of the event and or sensors that generally operate correctly and capture enough real data to allow initial assessments. So they are saying that they do believe that the observers are accurately telling the event accurately. They are also saying that sensors that pick up these objects have been found to be operating correctly. And that just a select number, which they don't give any sort of number to, but a select number of UAP incidents may be attributable to sensor irregularities or variances such as operator or equipment error. 
you tell the operator who has uh, encountered that, that that they didn't see that, and and you're going to get uh, uh, an evil stare, uh, and you might just uh, get the back of a hand to the face. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. Because to tell somebody that they didn't see what they saw uh, and say it's just your equipment operating incorrectly or it's you, you just didn't see that with your own eyes, you know, to people who have been doing this for 30 or to 40 years. I think it is very telling what we have found so far. What we have found so far is that there have been 366 additional reports between the time the report in June of 2021 was released until August of 2022. 366 reports in that 14 months. We've also learned that they are admitting that they can trust the witnesses and that few censors have been found to be operating incorrectly. But as far as everything else, it sounds like to me they're still doing a duck and cover. There's still an active cover-up of this subject. Uh, There is a lot of basic standard information in this report. Uh, For instance, small number, but no mention. It's amazing that we even get the numbers out of this report that we have gotten. But one thing is clear, and that is that these reports are happening. People are witnessing them. They are reporting them. And the government cannot discount the majority of them. The majority of the 144 released in June of 2021 could not be explained. A lot of things got thrown into the other or the catch-all bin, which is, you know, we can't say one way or the other what this is. And it's those reports, those right there, and in this one, more than 150 that are reportedly demonstrating remarkable characteristics It's those that we need to be focusing on. It's the experiencers who can say, no, I have adversely been affected. It's the the, the people like Robert Salas, who was on base at Malmstrom the night of uh, when UFOs disabled their nuclear weapons. It's people like David Fravor and Ryan Graves and others, the pilots who have personally experienced this. You're not going to tell all those people that you haven't seen that in front of God and everyone. But if you keep them out of the equation and you just continue to meet behind closed doors, discuss classified information behind closed doors, and give us a Reader's Digest nothing burger every year and a half, this charade is not going to last. There will be, in my opinion... An advancement in the legislation which says, no, you guys have been cutting corners on all of this stuff. We uh, we believed that when we mandated this to you, you would actually put the same time and effort into it as you, you know, do the budgets or those all night uh, hearings that you have. But 
we shouldn't also be surprised either that they're not taking it as seriously as uh, some of those other events. Just imagine, you know, if we never met with those who were affected by some of these other matters that come up before Congress, and it was just a, uh, a meeting amongst these paid pigs, as far as I'm concerned, uh, and they just meet amongst themselves, and uh, they, they, they come up with a report. They can't continue to do that for much longer, and people expect people to take them seriously. You're going to have to bring in experts. You're going to have to bring in experiencers. And I'm sorry, but, but hearing from military officials, hearing from Mr. Moultrie and Mr. Bray, that's not going to pass a second and a third time. So as always on Into the Parabnormal, we will be keeping our finger on the pulse. We will be on the underground trying to dig up this information, and we will continue to do special reports as the events warrant. And hopefully with as much public pressure as is being put on this subject nowadays, it, it might actually lead to some change. But but I'm not going to hold my breath, and, and I don't think you should either. We already know what's going on. You don't have to tell us. We just have to tell the American people. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, thank you for joining us for this special edition. We'll talk to you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.